0: Here we go, here
1: we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy
0: Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what?
1: Uh, Welcome along, a Monday Morning episode. Uh, Anything good this weekend, Sam?
0: Well, I've been playing a huge amount of Monopoly recently. Well, I wasn't expecting that. This weekend, I like me and Len have played Monopoly almost non-stop. We go right. through phases of it, and then Do we you get play to, we, we standard binge.
1: Standard Monopoly or one of the variants? S-
0: standard London, standard Monopoly. adult Monopoly, yeah. adult or kids Monopoly. Yeah. Oh, no, no, adult proper full rules, the lengthy version that goes on all right. fucking day, right? Yeah. Okay. But we get through. We get through like about a game and a half a day. We have, like, several tea breaks. And what we, we worked out a system of, like, you know, you just have the football on. Mm. And you play, like, on a small table in front of the telly. And it's fucking great because you're watching the foot. If it's, I mean, obviously, if it's your own... If it was West Ham, you can't have distractions. But for the other games, you don't mind playing a bit of Monopoly, watching yeah. the game. Do you know what Excellent. we got into between that? Sticking on CNN, mate. Because... <sighs> Like Len's just obsessed with statistics. So once I taught him about the electoral college and the different numbers that right. each state get, yeah. it kind of ties in. If a kid's into football or sport or, and yeah. all the data that goes with it, it kind of gets into it, like knowing which state is how many electoral college votes and stuff. Mm. Plus, the main thing is, I don't know if you watched much American news last week and over the weekend. So I don't.
1: Uh, CNN is the channel I've watched more than any other over the past four years. <laughs> fucking tell you,
0: that CNN, mate. Well, please. Welcome me now to your world because CNN (laughs) is the best channel in the world. Not often, and this makes him sound like a spod, but it's not in that spirit. Did do you get an eight-year-old saying, "Oscar, stick on CNN, mate," right? (laughs) Because he couldn't believe it was news. Because any encounter he's had with news is like you know the fucking BBC or something, right? And it's just Mm. sort of it's posh, it's alienating, it's dull, right? To the extent that you almost—I've always thought that news. Journalism, television news journalism, especially BBC and things, is like almost willfully alienating, I think, in some mm. ways. Like, it kind of excludes people because you look and you think, ah, uh, you only really watch that if you kind of went to Oxford or Cambridge. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know that's... <laughs> <the news. laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's wrong to think that, but everyone's quite posh and blah, blah, blah. The fucking CNN. When he said, he said, what's this? Is this a sports programme? I said, no, this is the news. They're talking about the election, mate. He went... It's like it's like Sky Sports. I said yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Every graphic is like, right? Yeah. Fucking numbers, people crying. Numbers. Cry, numbers. People fucking crying. People shouting. Everyone's beautiful, or <laughs> if not beautiful, then certainly extraordinary looking. They're, they're kind <laughs> of extraordinary. Yeah. Like some of the women are very beautiful. Like you know, I've developed several crushes. Obviously.
1: Don't even. Well, yeah.
0: e- even the men, like. Like that Anderson Cooper. Just yeah. extraordinary Look, He looks like sort of Max Headroom.
1: Yeah, like, news droid.
0: Uh, and then, who's the guy... He, This is my favourite guy now, right? The guy who did the fucking map, like, all last week. John the one King. The- Oh, mate. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, you must be laughing at yourself, thinking he's new to all this. Because uh, I am. I mean, literally, <laughs> I started watching CNN last Tuesday, right? It's well, now... I'm talking to you now on Monday... Yeah. So I've only been into it for six days. I've watched just that and occasionally football. Yeah. But I became just... Obviously, the story of the election was one thing. That was great and exciting and full of tension and all the rest of it. But what I enjoyed more was just the spectacle of CNN Mm. and how, when I tuned into it, my awareness of US news channels, like, sort of without actually watching them much myself, was based on the sort of idea that you kind of know if you follow American news at all, that obviously Fox is demented. And I've seen various films and documentaries about Fox, right? And the the polar, there's several other channels, but the one that's considered the sort of polar opposite is CNN, right? Mm. That's the sort, and like, you know, Clinton used to call it, uh, sorry, Trump used to call it the Clinton News Network and stuff, right? But it was almost regarded by Fox viewers and, and those sorts of people as like this very sort of serious, and very liberal and pompous sort of TV channel, so I was expecting that, right? I thought it's the it's the antithesis of Fox. But what was brilliant was you fucking tune in, and it's just as bananas in terms of its execution. I mean, its political point of view is different, but it's just it's so fucking mad and exciting. Yeah. They've got a way that, like, no, I tell you this much, right? This is actually a serious point. They've got an an incredible turnout in that election in America, right? Which is really fantastic because traditionally they always had an even worse turnout than us. And everyone sort of, you know, British snobs. Oh, well, the Americans don't vote, of course. They're all so stupid and ignorant, right? Well, think again, dickheads, because fucking hundreds of millions of the cunts got out in the middle of a pandemic to vote in this election, which I think is marvellous. But I'm not joking when I say part of that is because of the way that the fucking news is reported out there, right? Mm. Because they make it exciting, compelling, emotional, right? They draw people into it. And it is true that, you know, what we what they don't have is the same impartiality as say we have with the BBC here, no. right? And I know there'll be people scoffing at that, but don't be a dickhead, the BBC's impartial, right? But the uh, but the thing is there is a broad range, right? In fact, CNN were reporting at one point over the weekend on Fox's coverage. I saw so that, just yeah. Really yeah. meta, right? Yeah. They're going, let's see what Fox are saying about this because they wanted to know what Fox's like, uh, what their point of view was on on Trump claiming that the whole thing was was rigged because they understood quite rightly that actually Trump can say that shit, but it only is going to carry. Any credence and legitimacy if he gets his supporters in the media to get behind it. Well, that's so it. I mean, it's, it's it an carefully. important
1: part of the narrative, isn't it? Because Fox it News is, has yeah. sort of dictated everything that Trump's fucking said and done over the four years. So to ignore Fox News if you're end is, you know, you're not covering the whole story.
0: Were, were you watching live? Were you lucky enough to be watching live when that geezer started crying?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I was watching live. Yeah, then. Van Jones. I, yeah. I fucking knew it. I thought, mm. here we go. I'm, we're witnessing history here. I was with both my mm-hmm. kids. I said, "Kids, listen up. He's starting to fucking cry. I everyone will be talking it, yeah. about this forever." I mean, forever. Every,
1: everyone that sort of ignores and poops Black Lives Matter should watch that and listen to what he said because, yeah. like you say, that was just massive. But um, when he
0: said it's easier to be a parent, I mean, my my sister, my younger sister, lives in New York, and she's pregnant and will be and is due to have a baby on christmas day right oh and she's my little sister so you're having a younger sibling live in a different country you feel a little bit anxious anyway mm-hmm. but when that person that younger sibling is living in fucking america in 2020 and is going to have a mixed race child right. on christmas day yeah. right i got to say part of me is like fucking hell this is a tough Climate to become Mm. a mothering, right? And uh, so when he said that about it's easier to be a parent for various different reasons, I I, even even me, even me, a cold hard man's man, I became slightly emotional. I didn't. (laughs) I'm Sam Delaney,
1: a cold hard man's man.
0: Cold hard man's man, Sam Delaney spoke out on his thoughts on Joe Biden's (laughs) historical election (laughs) victory. (laughs) <laughs> the world I mean, awaits
1: it's, it's, the it's the not going to get—it's not automatically going to get easier overnight. Seventy million people nah, voted for not. Trump, and there's yeah. going to be a lot of fucking friction and fallout from all of this. But like you say, that the the, the existential dread that you have, and we we have here as well. What the fuck is he going to do or say next?
0: What yeah, international it's, it's,
1: incident can he provoke or inflame?
0: I think it's the principle of it. I mean, the practicalities. Are different you know I mean people think people thought when Obama got elected people were crying and getting emotional and thinking how wonderful it was going to be and obviously being president fucking tough job really hmm. complicated they don't all get they don't change the world overnight they they sometimes don't change the world much in eight years in fact if you look at American presidents a lot of them the only impact they really have of any historical significance is if they fucking start a war yeah which is really worrying because you sort of think, some presidents think, if I'm going to have a legacy, I better start a fucking war. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't get anything done here at home. And it, it's well, true, though.
1: Well, Trump was kind of boasting towards the end that his legacy was going to be that he hadn't started a war, for I which know, we should uh, all be grateful, I think.
0: Watch this fucking space, mate, because yeah. he's got a few it's fucking weeks Seven weeks,
1: hasn't
0: he? Right. <laughs> and he'll be thinking, oh, fucking hell, I never started a war. <laughs> well, I might as well now. I'll That's a, I get a I quick get. one in. <laughs> He's like, that's the thanks I get for not starting a war. they <laughs> booted me out. Fuck it, I'll start a war then. it will probably just start um, with
1: Canada. No, a I, reckon,
0: I reckon he'll bomb I reckon he's the sort of mad cunt who'll want to go da- take everyone down with him.
1: Yeah, that's and the so worry, And so he'll think,
0: you know what? I'm going to start some beef with China. And that'll really... I mean, things will really get fucked up there. It
1: could go one or two ways, though. It could be that he just can't be fucking arsed and he'll just spend the seven weeks on the golf course and not do anything because he's not a okay. man. He's not okay. an active man, is he? In terms he's of not, he but doesn't, he he doesn't dri- thrive
0: on work. He's say. driven. He's driven by like you know, rage, anger, bitterness, vengefulness. Every day he's been on the golf course. Things are quite powerful.
1: Every day that he's been on the golf course these past few days since the. Was announced on Saturday. I'm thinking, fuck, thank fuck. That's one more day where oh, he's yeah. not doing some fucking mad shit. We're one day closer to him fucking off. Yeah, but I mean, have you seen the theory that he could just step down and put Mike Pence in charge, and then, and then Pence and can Parkinson's. pardon him for all the fucking shit that he's done?
0: But the, yeah, I mean, like, not to get too deep into it, but the thing is, if he's not being prosecuted, then he can't be. You can't pardon him for something he hasn't formally been charged.
1: Can he, he can, say? yeah.
0: What, well, so you go, right, this guy's accused of nothing. Mm-hmm. No one's accusing him formally of anything. He's not been charged. Yeah, yeah. But I hereby say that any crime that yeah. he's ever accused of in the future yeah. have, of committing, I pardon him for in advance. Yeah, yeah, pre pardon. That can happen. It's a like pre parking.
1: When you pay for your parking before you actually yeah, fuck off.
0: Yeah, yeah. or like sweet when people sometimes do a tweet, <laughs> but they can't <laughs> be bothered tweeting it later, so they schedule it in. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, Good exactly like that. Now. Well, Joe Ford, Joe Ford
1: pardoned, Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon. Nixon, Nixon. Nixon didn't end up getting charged for anything. Yeah, but Nixon Ford...
0: had Nixon was under like Clinton, he... um, Trump's not under active investigation for any crimes, is he? These are all just allegations. Oh, I think he, I think he in, is in the press. I think is he?
1: he is on the quiet. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's going to be some charges ready for when he steps out of office. I mean, yeah. you take your pick. There's there's tax evasion. There's uh, rape. Collusion with Russia. Yeah. Uh, involvement with Jeffrey Epstein and all that. You know, there's a fucking smorgasbord of potential crimes that you get charged with when he leaves the White House.
0: Listen, right, this is is indiscreet, but fuck it. I know someone who worked very, very closely with Theresa May when she was Prime Minister Mm -hmm. and was so close that this person actually sat with Trump in the White House having a meeting with just three other people in the room. So this person, Theresa May... Trump and her uh, and this person's equivalent right and they told me that literally this was the first meeting between them and Theresa May was astonished because Donald Trump kept she was trying to talk about trade Brexit blah 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 he only wanted to discuss potential property deals that he wanted her in Britain (laughs) presumably where he wanted to build more golf courses yeah that he w- he just wanted to talk to her about the nitty gritty of getting permission and <laughs> blah 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 like he was having trouble and she needed to oil the wheels off yeah it. and she's going so it's really great and I hope that our two great countries can continue to work. and he's going yeah yeah, yeah. listen right I've got this uh, got a fucking golf course planned, got this right, scheme in, in aberdeenshire right but the local the locals have fucking done some sort of petition. <laughs> Right, because I'm going to have to knock down a load of housing. So I'm wondering whether you could see your way fit to just waving this one through. Right, since I've got you here, like...
1: We'll we'll give you 20% off all the chlorinated chicken that you want. But I need you to get rid of this petition. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> but that's yeah, the thing, though. They, I mean, people have always said that him running for presidency in the first place was always meant just to be like a Brandon Hansen exercise. Yeah, I he mean, he was never meant to become president, that wasn't part of the idea.
0: Yeah, that's what people said. And there, I mean, the four years have flown by quickly, haven't they? Oh, I mean, God, it
1: has, thank fuck, yeah. When,
0: when, it, when it happened, there was a lot of people saying, Don't worry, he wasn't expecting this, he's as surprised as anyone. He won't mm. do the four years, he'll quit once he realises it's a hassle. But everything that people clung to on that basis mm. turned out to be wrong. I was one of the people, and I don't take pride in this, but I'll admit it, is that I was one of the people saying, I remember saying to my wife, thing is, I was going, Donald Trump, everyone says, oh, he's a racist, and he's this, that, and the other. said so it's complete hyperbole and over the top. He, the bloke's a prick. I said, <laughs> but he's a New Yorker who's fucking worked in the media his whole life, right? He's going to... You know, the sort of people he knows and has and has sort of lived around, he'll have. He'll, he won't. He's not a fucking clansman from the South. Mm. I said, you know, he's just. What he is is he's a dope and he doesn't stand on ceremony, doesn't speak or communicate in the way that we're used to seeing politicians communicate. And he doesn't really have much time for all the protocols and conventions. I said, so he's an arsehole, but don't get all fucking everyone thinking, well, he must be. Because I thought that it was that sort of... You get that middle-class, liberal sort of pearl clutching where anyone who talks a bit differently, you can't kind of think, oh, they're some monstrous... Some Do you vulcan. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's true, though. It's like, you know, it happens in this country as well. If you've got a regional accent, there'll be a lot of people who assume that you're like a fucking racist hooligan or something. Yeah, right? of course. And if you've got a shaved thought, head as well,
1: and you're a white yeah. man.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, you're a West Ham fan. Right. <laughs> but people, I thought... I, I you know, I never thought Trump was a good guy. I always thought he was awful. But I thought he's kind of incompetent. There'll be competent people around him. He doesn't have enough political opinions to be much to mm. to be any real threat or danger. And actually, all the stuff about him being fascistic or racist or misogynist is probably just exaggerated by people who can't fucking understand someone behaving in this way. Mm. But I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong on all of those levels. And that's the thing. You often... Pe- like, the me. there's a narrative that surrounds people that seems a little bit too convenient or almost cliched for you to actually believe. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think, that can't be true because it's too obvious. Yeah. It's too much of an easy answer. But what I'm learning as I get older, Andy, is that very often... The easy answer turns out to be the actual answer. Yeah. So I've been listening to, uh, over the weekend when I wasn't playing Monopoly, I was running and listening to the audiobook of Arsene Wenger's book. Because, of All course, right, we'll yeah. be watching him in conversation. Is, it, is it read
1: by Arsene Wenger himself?
0: Oh, yes. Oh, and there you go then. for that reason, it is extremely special.
1: That's going on my list after right. Mariah Carey's.
0: It is <laughs> so good that he reads it. Because it's basically like if... We were doing a, a parody of what Arsene Wenger's <laughs> book would be like. We can't. We can't deep dive this book because he's already yeah. done it. Right. Brilliant. First of all, his French accent is so French that it sounds like John Cleese doing an impression of a Frenchman. <laughs> you know, like in the Holy Grail,
1: when goes arse <laughs> yeah, or yeah, when he goes yeah. "oh," it's
0: only waffle thin. It's like that, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like when he goes, you know. Uh, so there's that the accent, but it's also the things he says are like. The sort of crude, xenophobic stereotypes that only Top Flight Time Machine is usually capable of performing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, that's unfair. It's a really good book. I mean, it's genuinely good. And he's obviously extremely intelligent and it's well written. But it's so funny, the fact that we're used to reading these books by like Kevin Keegan or whatever. Or I I recently read the Terry McDermott one, which is the most like, fucking will this two cunts book I've ever read, right? And it's just like, yeah. And then we had Stoke Away on the Sunday. Uh, I can't remember much about what happened, but we had a great few beers after the game. This is how Wenger's book goes. It is there in the beautiful countryside of Alsace, surrounded by men of the earth, that I learned what it meant to be a man, if any of us can truly know, I suppose. The farm <laughs> men with their rough hands smoking their fidelis gitan, they would sit and I would listen to them, their hopes, their aspirations, the dreams, their existential malaise that all of us must endure to our lives, right? And I'm thinking, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> what about Sharon, to to say- sexual fantasies? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's absolutely like it's nonsense. But. What I was thinking was what what he describes himself as and what he genuinely comes across as is a man who is so obsessed in such a deep and sort of philosophical and over the top way with football that it's sort of like an unhealthy addiction and obsession, yeah right, and it's and he go you know it's all he ever thinks about it's all that matters, he doesn't think that anyone else when he works with players or coaches or anyone should have anything else that matters to them at all other than football. Yeah. And when you're not training, you have to do the invisible training, which means that away from the training ground, you need to be every single decision you make, right, needs to be completely dictated <laughs> by maximising your performance level <laughs> in the next game. Yeah. Whether that's like how, how you spend your time at home, who you talk to, what you eat, what you drink, what you watch on the box, how much sleep, everything. So personality it's, uh, disorder then. Football is a personality not, disorder. Yeah, and he will not, absolutely, just not fucking contemplate working with people who don't have that attitude. And I was thinking to myself, this is sort of what we all suspected about Arsene Wenger for so long. But I always thought, nah, it's just a lazy sort of interpretation of, of Arsene Wenger because he's French and he wears glasses and therefore... People go, you know, it's the sort of like the character assessment of whoever was fucking running the sports desk at the sun the day he was hired. Oh looks like some sort of fucking bookish nerd. Oh, and he's got them all eating pasta. What the fuck's yeah. that about? Exactly reading fucking philosophy and eating broccoli. Than <laughs> fucking weirdo, right? But guess what? That you know, this is the same as what I was saying about Trump. The easy explanation turns out to be the right one because that mm. is what Venger is. He is a mm. I mean, I'm not saying... I don't mean this in a mad way, in a mean way, but he is fucking weird. He is an obsessive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he does think, in my opinion, overly deeply about mm. about football.
1: Which is, a, as we know, a book stupid book, child's game.
0: It's a great book. He, he he takes credit for quite a lot of things though, as well, because he basically goes... I just got to it with George Way at Monaco. Mark Hately had quite a few injuries, so we needed to get a replacement, and I found out about this young lad from... Um, Liberia is it that George Weah is from? Yeah, right. Goes from it, it, like he wasn't very good when he came. I mean, he was quite lightweight. The players thought he was useless. Da, 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 no, no. But I stuck with him because I knew there was a player in there. Anyway, cut a long story short. Let's <laughs> fast forward to the 1995. Fucking what do they give? What's the player the world player called? The, the um, Ballon d'Or. The fucking Ballon d'Or in Milan. I happen to be in town with Arsenal. Top prize. Who is it? George Weyer. I want you to come to the ceremony. All right, fuck it. I've got a spare half hour. I fucking went along. Didn't have a formal invite. Security guards wouldn't let me in, right? So George got involved, right? Squared it with them. So I get in. Imagine the look on those cunts' faces two hours later when I walk out holding the Ballon d'Or, right? (laughs) Why, you might ask. I fucking tell you. Because Way has got up on stage and fucking dragged me up there and given it to me. Because he said he held it, that I was the player of the year, because he held everything to me, right? Because he was shit before he met me, and I made him best player in the world. Fuck off, everyone. Next question. (laughs) And
1: now I keep it in my utility room on top of my washing machine.
0: (laughs) It's a fucking classic (laughs) stuff. (laughs) he's so fucked up with his security cards all these years later (laughs) that he still wants to make a point Uh, yeah yeah. imagine the look on that alright cunts recognise that that's right it's a ballon fucking dot it's just been given to me because I'm such a fucking legend
1: needless to say I had the last laugh (laughs) (laughs) jalapeño here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying
0: message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering for the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvelous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits.
1: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com/slash-ironfilings. Jalapeño.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: Jalapeno, but yeah, that thing you say about it being the, the easy answer being the right one, it's that thing that people say, isn't it? When someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I think yeah. you know, we've had that with Trump in the last few years,
0: yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think that that's been a flaw in my assessment of various people and things. Yes, when <laughs> when I, I do think that, I think when I was younger, people go. Oh well, thing about them is, and they do they they make what I assume is just a superficial and two dimensional explanation of someone, yeah. right? And I I can't make no, there must be more to them than that. You're just being a lazy cunt. But all too often, <laughs> the lazy explanation turns out to be it's correct. the true one. Yeah, I think but, I've been looking for too much nuance in people.
1: Yeah, trying to see the good in people, possibly.
0: Yeah, well, it's like my mum's got that song that she sings. Um, I'm not. I'm never quite sure who she's singing it about or two? but she will sometimes stomp around the house, beaming, doing double Vs, one on each hand, and singing, once a cunt, always a cunt. Once a cunt, always a cunt. Right? And I've always thought, what's she singing that about? And I go, what are you talking about? she goes, well, any cunt, once a cunt, always a cunt. I thought
1: thought you were going to say it was the Steve Coogan song from the the outtakes of the trip. Everybody's a bit of a cunt sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. And everyone's a bit of a Lampard sometimes as well, aren't they? True. Um,
1: I've got some TV and online viewing recommendations, Sam. Oh, great. Uh, I've been watching um, Educating Greater Manchester, which is back. It's the Mm. latest in, you know, those behind-the-scenes secondary school documentary series. the second series of Educating Greater Manchester. And there's a bit of drama around this one because the head teacher is no longer at the school. And I think it plays out during this series. Uh, I won't say why he's no longer there, but I've looked it up. It's it's not that interesting, but it will be part of the thing. But I've been watching it with my son, who is now at secondary school. And, of course, so much of it rings true with him. And it's brilliant sitting, watching it along with him.
0: Oh, I'm gonna, watch, I'm gonna make my daughter watch it.
1: Yeah, and he, one of the bits in the first episode that we watched, there's like a black economy going on in the school, and there's kids that sell oh, yeah. sweets out of out of their bags,
0: like Gonch. like Gonch from Like
1: Gonch, like Yeah. Now yeah. this never happened at my school when I was school. Well, it was school. something never that I saw Gonch
0: doing, and I felt that my, I felt it made me feel inadequate, or it made me feel it, my school was inadequate because yeah. we didn't have a playground entrepreneur, a playground it's, spiv. Maybe Gunch started it. Maybe it didn't happen anywhere Maybe, yeah.
1: until it, it was included in yeah. Green Shield. But like you've got this kid and he's going, uh, yeah, well, I buy, I buy three packets of uh, Starburst for a quid and I sell them for 50p each. So that's, that's you know, that's some profit. LucasAid, yeah. that's the best. I can buy five bottles of LucasAid for a quid, I sell them for a quid each, five pound profit. I make 25 nice, quid dude. a day. And it's oh, all this is going great. on. And my son's mm. saying, yeah, yeah, this happens at our school as well. I'm like, oh. whoa, really? And I said, do you sell stuff? He's going, no, I don't get involved. I said, have you bought stuff oh, now and again? Yeah, I buy something now and again because ah. they're not—they don't <laughs> have tuck shops in schools anymore. We had tuck shops when we were kids. They—they're not allowed sweets. Sweets are like heroin. They're just no, not allowed they're... on the premises. No.
0: Uh, at, at my at my son's school, primary school, that's very true. Like, you're not allowed a treat in your lunchbox apartment yeah. on Friday, right? Right. And even then, I, I think you're allowed sugar, but you're not even allowed crisps in the week, right? Mm. So that's one that's one extreme. But at my daughter's school, right, they've got fucking fran- outside fran- franchises in there, right? Wow. And they all have a fucking payment system, which is registered to their fingerprint. The
1: fingerprint, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? And it, they sell them all kinds of crap, and I don't know if bad the school crap. is making money out of this back end or what. But it's re- I think it's really bad. What sort these of crap are like, like, private... like sweets and stuff? Yeah. Oh, so apparently, they, they sell... they've, they've,
1: they've legitimized the the black in market it. economy. Yeah, they're taking yeah. it. Like, it. apparently, house. there's
0: um, there's like <clears throat> you know those sort of large pretzels that they have in America. So mm. not like. A crunchy pretzel in a bag, but one you can hold in your hand. Mm-hmm. They have sugary ones of those. Fucking hell! Fucking madness, mate.
1: So that eradicates the, um, the 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 lads in the corner of the yard selling things out of their bag and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, because the oh. school of thinking it's a it's like why should know, these
1: cunts make the money when we could be doing it?
0: Well, it's like one of the arguments for legalising drugs, isn't it? It's mm. like you might as well charge fat on it and fucking get the money into the into the treasury's coffers. Right, and that's what the school have thought. They thought, Why are these cunts uh, we've heard about a couple of lads who are selling um, sugary pretzels, you know, the big <laughs> su- the big kind, round the back of the science pots, right? So we're sending the PE teachers out tonight, like in Prohibition times with some baseball bats. (laughs) We know where they stash them, and they're going to smash the fucking pretzels to pieces, right? And then torch them. (laughs) And when those cunts come in in the morning, all they'll see is ashes. And then the next thing they'll see is our own school-endorsed fucking sugary pretzel stand in the middle of the playground.
1: Your mood cunts. Well, that's what I said to me. son. I said this is just like Prohibition, you know, when I was a yeah. kid, you could take sweets and stuff into school, but now it's banned, so therefore a market springs up where you've yeah. got kids that... It's supply and demand, isn't it? It happens.
0: Exactly. But,
1: exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's good. So that's Educating Greater Manchester. The other thing... Oh, 24 hours in um, Police Custody's back with a two-part special, which was on mm. last night and the second part's on tonight. That's very good. That's about... What Harry channel's been, that on? That's Channel 4.
0: Right.
1: That's about... um heroin uh dealers and a big heroin importer. Right. Um and the third and final thing that I've seen this weekend, I'll just I'll just describe it to you and just tell me good thing or bad thing. It's mm. Jerry Halliwell It's yeah. what appears to be a self produced YouTube series where mm. Jerry plays Queen Elizabeth the
0: First. Is that a good thing?
1: Now. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Sam? Good thing. It can only be a good thing, can't it?
0: Fucking great thing. <laughs> I mean, Thankfully, almost anything Jerry Halliwell's involved in is good because it's so entertaining. It's, of
1: course, it yeah. is. Thankfully, each episode is only about four and a half minutes long. But there you go. It doesn't appear to be sponsored by anybody, it doesn't appear to be promoting anything else linked into any kind of larger thing.
0: She's just you done know, it. For thing. A laugh. She's
1: just done it. Yeah.
0: I know someone who worked with her once who claimed that on a video she said that she wanted a unicorn. And they said, "Well, <laughs> it's a bit short notice. We'll try." And they said, "We're going to have to see if we can hire like a pony, and then get someone to like put a, a you know, what do they call them things? A put horn. a horn
1: on it." Yeah.
0: And she went mental. She went, "I did not say I wanted a fucking pony with a horn on it. I, I said a I wanted unicorn. a fucking unicorn." <laughs> and they were all looking at each other like, "Fucking hell!" I think she thinks the unicorns are a real thing. But well, no one had the balls to tell her. her.
1: Her name now is Jerry Horner, isn't it? So maybe she married a fella who puts the horns on unicorns because yeah. he could provide her with a unicorn whenever she needed one.
0: I also... Just I, I'm going to have to refresh my memory of these stories for a future episode, but I knew some people who worked at Virgin Radio back in the days mm. when Chris Evans was in charge of the original Virgin Radio. Yeah. And, you know, this is like the 90s when, you know, he was flying high. And I don't know if you remember, but he briefly dated Jerry Halliwell he did yeah and she was in and out of the AJ station quite a lot and in fact for a short period kind of made it like her daily office she just rocks (laughs) up there with her dog and they all had to run around for her because she was Chris Evans wasn't just the breakfast show host he was the boss of the the station station,
1: didn't he yeah Yeah. so
0: she just started hanging about thinking yeah I can just hang about there. they all work for me and there was, there was quite a few good stories from those days. But even when she acts divaish, it's a bit like with Mariah. You can't resent her for it. You just respect her more. Yeah. For oh, the sheer great. insanity of her behaviour. Yeah, she's
1: great. I love Gerry. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been watching. Um, update on the Prediction League, Sam, the weekend. Mm. Uh, you got two points. Um, I got six points. Fucking results bot got seven points. There were two 1-0 wins in there. Um, Including West Ham Fulham. How good was that fucking penalty? By Luckman at the end. That was was fucking... I mean,
0: you can imagine how stressful it was watching that game. Jesus Christ. I mean, it was fucking madness watching that game. I'd already been stressed out from three days of the American election, (laughs) right? And then just as that sort of fucking reached its conclusion, that game with the last minute winner, which actually should have been offside, I realised afterwards, but whatever. We all have it happen against us, don't we? So you might yeah. as well just fucking yeah. take it when you can. And then that fucking... Pe- I had a feeling. I know people always say this, but I looked at the lad. I thought, I've never heard of this cunt. He's new to the Premier League. He looks young. This is a high-pressure situation for anyone, let alone a lad like him who's just turned up in the Premier League. that hasn't made a name for himself. And then I said, he's not the usual penalty taker. Mitrovic is. But mm. Mitrovic had missed last week. Fucking hell. I would have bet on Mitrovic burying that. I mean, he's a mad cunt, isn't
1: he? You'd have thought Mitrovic would have just wiped clean the memory of missing last week and just stepped up and blasted it, wouldn't you? If he's the fucking lunatic, let me tell you, let me tell you Scott Parker,
0: let me tell you, Scott Parker, I have seen many things and experienced <laughs> yeah. many horrors, things that no man should see, okay? Many of which are a million times worse than a trifling matter of missing penalty. You should see the state
1: of my waste disposal unit in my kitchen. I'll say no more.
0: A man like me must train himself to erase the memory of every small trauma the moment it is concluded. This is a skill of mine that I will now impart to you. Now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr Milosevic. It is Mitrovic. I'm going to let young Luckman take the penalty. (laughs) You will regret this to your dying day, Scott Parker. Mark my words.
1: This will haunt you forevermore.
0: <laughs> did you see um, a picture that someone sent us of an eel escaping from the guts of a heron?
1: No. I didn't. I would have remembered um, the reason that. that po-
0: the reason that popped into my head was when I was thinking about the horrors that Mitrovic must have eradicated from yeah. his mind's eye. I was thinking, I wonder what the maddest thing or the most horrifying thing Mitrovic has ever seen. Yeah. And then it made me think we once, you know, we had a long running feature on this show, which was what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? And mine was a heron fighting with an eel, right? Yeah. And now I realize that I can't have just dreamt that because the, it turns out herons and eels are a thing, right? Yeah. And there's this fucking eel. The heron had eaten it, then it took off, right? Was flying away. Ah, oh, lovely. Got a nice big eel in me guts. That'll keep me going till, well, maybe till tomorrow lunch, right? <laughs> That's what he's thinking as he's flying away, right? <laughs> Do you know what the eel did? Think again, prick, right? The eel <laughs> fucking somehow worked his way out in midair of the heron's guts, right? And what, there's this picture. What, what,
1: out of the guts? What, out of the ass, Out of the mouth? What? Yeah, the, the, the Through stu- the guts?
0: Underbelly. It fucking Fuck. eats, its, it eats its way out, right? Fuck! Through its stomach lining and yes. out. Yes! So this this picture, right, it's very much like Alien, right? This picture is of a heron in flight mm. and a fucking uh, eel just fucking suddenly appearing, bang, out of its stomach and then just jumping out. Just wow. jumps through it. it. It's a proper like TTFN dickhead and he just jumps back down.
1: Nature is disgusting, isn't it?
0: It's disgusting. It's fucking amazing, this picture. It's, it's wanna, just incredible. Um,
1: do you want to update everyone on the All Right Cunts phenomenon? That we, yeah, we, we're,
0: we, we're, we're pleased, pleased with the way All Right Cunts has been going. So we did. So we requested last week, if you missed it, that, you know, following... It was the a Tune Machine, of,
1: wasn't it? So not everyone heard
0: it. Oh, it was Tune Machine, yeah. So if you don't subscribe, you type dickhead, right, then you might not have heard. But on Tune Machine we thought of this new item called All Right Cunts, right, based on a couple of pictures. One was of a hawk, a bird of prey, walking, walking, well, doing somewhere between the cockney (laughs) strut and the mank swagger, right? It was slightly Liam Gallagher. It was slightly Danny Dyer. It was somewhere between the two. But it was a bird walking on its hind legs, then we had um, Joe Biden's long-lost British cousin giving it, with his arms splayed out in his chair, giving it an all-right cunt. So we'll yeah. just send us images or clips from films or, or, or TV or whatever. or anything like that. Or yeah. Examples of classic cases of all-right cons, right? Cunts, right? <laughs> and thanks for your responses so far, because yeah. they've been wonderful. Um, Rob Welch has been in touch. There's, there's a
1: fantastic one three. just come in. Yeah. While we've been recording this, of Mr Blobby. Can you see that one? <laughs> From Manny FC 1919.
0: Let's have a look here. Um,
1: it's coming nine minutes so, ago.
0: So we've got... Okay. I've got, we've got... We've got... Um, Sooty. Sooty with a wand saying, yeah. all right, cunts. It's quite good. Um, Mr
1: Blobby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Blobby. Yeah, thanks, Greg, for that. Mr. Blobby (laughs) is so far king. That leads from a couple of people. Rob Welch was one of them. I can't remember who the other one was. Sent us um, a great Darth Vader, alright, cunts. Yeah. One is, one is, the one that Rob Welch sent us was the bit in Empire Strikes (laughs) Back. Which has always been one of my favourite scenes in a film ever is when Lando walks Leia and Han Solo into that weird space dining room he's got, right? And he goes, Oh, yeah, come in here like they're going to have a bit of lunch, right? In his space station. And Darth Vader's just fucking sat there at the end of the table with some weird, like, teapots and shit in front of him. And he just gives it, All right, come, Surprise the fucking prize. But you weren't expecting to see me, were right, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and the other classical act, which is like pretty much the opening scene of the first Star Wars movie, where he boards that rebel starship when they've sort of docked because they're looking yeah. for the plans of the Death Star and, every, and the doors blow up and the stormtroopers run out and then through the smoke, he sees Darth Vader for the first time. It's like, <laughs> all right, cons. So that's really good. Um, Alien, another one that Rob Welch sent was uh, Alien, of course. Bursting out of John Hurt's stomach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a classic alright cunt. Someone sent us, Rob Walsh has sent us on Twitter, Jack Nicholson through the door in the shining. Yeah. That's a decent one.
1: Um, but what we will see if you're going to send these to us with alright cunts in your tweets be careful because Twitter does not like the word cunts and you can find yourself picking up a random ban.
0: I've been banned. You must have been banned before. for I a wasn't use of banned because I
1: had, a, I had a, a verified account and I think you can fucking see anything oh, on a verified account. Oh, you've got full banned. cunt privileges, yeah, have um, you? It makes yeah. me
0: sick. Yeah, one sorry. word for you guys and one exactly. word for the, the, the oi polloi like me. So, anyway, if you want to star uh, out the yeah, cunt, Just star it out, that. or if not, email it to us. It's more fun on Twitter, so just star out the cunt. We don't usually like the idea of star, censoring swear no. words, but in this case, we've been forced to by Buckingham St John Twitter, banned. who must be some sort of religious nut. Yeah. Right? Bible Belt uh, Deep
1: South fucking knobhead. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, yeah, keep them coming homophobe. in. and we've got we've got tentative plans to do more with this towards the end of the year, but yeah. we'll, we'll kick that under our hats until we can yeah, work out Yeah, but
0: keep sending already. us more because we've got something special up our sleeve and it'll be mm. really interactive. We love to interact with our community. <laughs> yeah. It's so important. We see ourselves as a family. Do we, fuck?
1: <laughs> it's a community. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off.
0: Et cetera, et cetera. Just... Uh, to be more blunt about it, other, other podcasts or bullshit, you just send us stuff that we can turn into content, content and get glory we can from, and yeah. possibly money. So yeah. if you're yeah. up for doing that, please do.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, so that's about it. Just The, the, the prediction is there, just to let you know, you're now on 28, I'm on 28 as well, and results bottom 25. Very so casual, mind
0: are. games. All the play for. Just it's to not a big deal, but that. I've drawn level. Yeah. Uh, can I just so leave yeah. you one thought, just to bring it back up Back to where we started when I said I've been playing a lot of Monopoly. I like it when that happens, yeah. A couple of things that I meant at the beginning of the podcast, but we got waylaid, which is unlike us. To be fair, we usually <laughs> which was laser focused. Uh, two things about Monopoly. One is we both have character names in Monopoly, so we <laughs> right. we basically are warring landlords. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I am Charlie Reardon, and I started Ooh. off just as on a market, still doing the fruit and veg. Yeah. I worked my way up. And I've just fucking sheer hard work, yeah, right? Yeah, has got me from a market stall, right, doing the fruit and veg, up to being um, one of London's most powerful property owners, right. But Ooh. here's Place another in the House thing. of
1: Lord surely awaits Charlie Reardon. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but the the other thing is, do you know when you go to prison mm. in Monopoly? Right, Mm. you know, you go to that jail. Sometimes you're just visiting, aren't you? But sometimes you get sent to to jail.
1: jail. Do not collect £200. Now, I don't know if
0: you can remember this, but cast your mind back because it brought back a lot of childhood memories. The face of the man who is illustrated as being in jail in Mm -hmm. Monopoly is the saddest, scariest, loneliest face I have ever seen. Is he wearing one of those convicts' hats? no he's is he not. not okay i don't i maybe the american one's different because when we were kids someone brought back from holiday one of new york and the, all the things were slightly different and more exciting but this one i think it's same and he's this man is fucked right he is like his face is all drawn and gaunt right yeah. he's hollow eyed he's unshaven and his his hands are up at the bars like he's pleading you let me out let me yeah, out right? yeah and oh yeah I've i'm looking at up, him
1: now fucking yeah. hell
0: I don't know I, don't, I mean I'd like to find out more I don't know whether he's got a Wikipedia page he's like re, like I'd like to know his backstory, what he's in there for Jesus. but the look in his eyes it's really broken him and I remember that from playing a lot again recently it brought back memories of childhood playing Monopoly and I remember that face filled me with dread and fear every time I saw it like if I got sent to prison I would become like quite emotional like I was going to cry because wow. I thought shit I'm that man now I am that man. No did one wants know, to be the prisoner from Monopoly. Because he's you know, he is the worst man alive.
1: Get this, I've just looked this up. He has a name.
0: Oh, this is what I wanted. What's his fucking that, name?
1: <coughs> you know that Rich Uncle Pennybags yeah. is the little fella, the rich cunt. And actually, cunt. his name is actually Milburn Pennybags.
0: Oh, of course it That's fucking That's his is. name. Easy the, life. The he's not like Jill. Charlie Reardon, self-made.
1: yeah. The fella in jail is called Jake the Jailbird. Which is a bit of a letdown. I think it, I, yeah, I, I wanted think it to be, a to be something
0: elaborate. a lot more. Yeah.
1: And the police officer who sends him to jail on the board is called Officer Edgar Mallory. <laughs> <How
0: about that? laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that one. He's always pointing at the jail. Go to jail. Yeah. Go to jail. Mallory. Jake. They're Jake all, the you know, it's a fucked up world, but. It's that is the capitalistic world we live in mate it is. and yeah, it's all always there been,
1: always will and be. some
0: of us and you're either that fucking <laughs> Lampard policeman you're the fucking trumped up fucking rich cunt in the top mm-hmm. hat penny bags or you're Jake the jailbird so who's, who's
1: who's Len's character
0: I can't remember his name
1: oh ok
0: but he's a bit more upmarket than me
1: typical fucking reed and that not caring about anything but himself
0: couldn't give a shit <laughs> I'm just saying folk. No, I did have the name, but I've forgotten it. And I can't guess because I've guessed before about some of Len's creations. In and he goes not. ape shit at me if he finds uh, out.
1: Well, just just find out before Friday's episode and tell us then.
0: <laughs> he right. went mental at me for talking about them leaving the glasses out on the podcast because he overheard that. And he went, oh, I've, I've had it with you talking about us leaving glasses out. So what? Big deal. Sometimes glasses are left out. Why do you have to talk about it?
1: That's the sound of a man who feels very guilty, I think.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah. I just sat back and laughed. Well, you know. Keep fucking. Keep barking, little doggy. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Wear yourself out. (laughs) I know a guilty cunt and I hear one.
1: (laughs) Uh, Right. That's it from this one. Uh, More coming coming up during the week, of course. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Keep the cunty TDFN, t- ending,
0: guys. <laughs>